Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Back to more John Chuckery. Hey, folks, how you doing? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you, John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Wednesday evening. 404-741-0929. That is our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Hey, uh, the let's see here. The Falcons have won two straight. Now must visit the Bucks this weekend. Listen to, are you ready? Peachtree football, full preview of the game, hosted by Bo Morgan. And who's this, Jarvis? Dave, oh, no, sorry, Dylan Matthews. Peachtree football gets you ready for Sunday. So at least we know, since you don't produce, we know where you're at. At least you're doing a podcast. Listen for free. On the Odyssey Chuck, app. Chuck, real quick, I will tell you one thing. Even though I'm not here, you know, a whole bunch of days, when I am here, you at least know you're getting quality work. Knox, you know, shout out to Knox Bardeen. He sent out. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. We had we, the second highest. Second uh, highest article, yeah. you know, that, you know, reaching all that stuff reached, what, it was 13,000 people? Even, I didn't even understand what the first, I didn't even understand what the that highest that came from, like, corporate or something, didn't it? Yeah, it probably came from the central team. I honestly didn't even I don't so remember what that, the first one was. That's like a corporate team of people that do digital or whatever? Yeah, okay. yeah, our central so, team. So, yeah, we had, like, the set. We had our show had the Dylan had an article up on the website, right? That's where it goes? Yep. yep. Does it go to, like, Facegram or Instasnap? Oh, yeah, I, t- or? I tweeted out and put it on Facebook okay. and all that so stuff, so all too. these different platforms, social media, we had the second highest article for the month or whatever. So, you know, you give me great content like you did with that Matt Olson uh, well, audio, and I, and I turn it into a great article. Um, imagine uh, um, imagine if you were here, I don't know, three days a week? I mean, <laughs> imagine what we could really do. But anyway, here's the other funny part, okay? Because obviously I have to dumb this down and explain some things to people, okay? When I talk about these bad franchises, yeah, I want to take them away because – how many times, you know, someone's like, well, you know, the Braves were really bad in 14, 15. So, yeah, <clears throat> the Braves were bad for three years. How about the 30 years before that and the 10 years since then? But it's the same franchises every year in the muck. It's the Pirates. It's Oakland. It's Colorado. It's Cincinnati. It's all the It's the Marlins. It's all the same garbage teams. Well, the Marlins were a playoff team. Yeah, in the pandemic, in a 60-game season, what'd they go? Four, they went, what, four games above 500 that year? I mean, 
like I'm, my mind is blown. Like, what's so hard to understand about this? Hello, McFly? Anybody home? It's the same teams. The Reds, the Marlins, the Pirates, the Rockies, the A's, the Tigers. Yeah, Houston went through a bad stretch. How about when they had Bagwell and Biggio? Were they bad then? How about when they had Verlander and Cole and won the World Series? Were they bad then? All teams are going to go through a few years. Oakland's gone through 30. Rockies have gone through 30. The Pirates have gone through 40. Like, we're not talking about a one- or two-year hiccup from these teams. We're talking about the disgraceful franchises in baseball. The Oakland A's are a disgraceful franchise. If you are not intelligent enough to understand that concept, then don't text me. Because they're a disgrace. Because guess what they're going to be next year? You think they're going to flip the switch and turn the light on and Oakland's going to figure it out, huh? Think it's just going to magically happen. Oh, look, now we're 102 wins. Yeah, we just trade away all of our best guys, but we know we can go 40 games below 500 and our owner's going to make money off of it. The hell with competitiveness. Well, we'll just be bad for, I don't know, a decade or three. It's not hard to understand. Jiminy Christmas. I mean, do I really have to spell that out for some of y'all? It's the same teams every year. Every godforsaken year. Yeah, you get a Braves or an Astros in between 10 World Series, championships, competitive teams. Yeah, because at some point, everybody's going to have to rebuild. Oakland's been rebuilding since 74. Since 88, right? When's the last time Oakland was a good franchise? The late 80s, early 90s? Maybe for what? Two or three years in the 2000s when they had Mulder and Zito and Giambi. And what they do with all those guys? They got rid of all of them. Zito left. Mulder left. Giambi left. Tejada left. What they do with all those guys? Where'd Matt Stairs and all those guys go? They all left. And they didn't even win a World Series with those guys. They didn't even play in a World Series with those guys. What the Kansas City Royals do the instant... That Jermaine Dye, Johnny Damon, um, oh, God, who was the, oh, man, who was the other, Carlos Beltran, what they do as soon as all those guys got good, when they drafted all those guys, brought them up through the organization, right? Remember the Braves had Jermaine Dye. Remember that Carlos Beltran was a Royal. Johnny Damon was a Royal. Mike Sweeney was a Royal. what they do with all those guys as soon as they got good and it was going to get time to pay them? Shipped them all off? Sent them packing everywhere else. Couldn't keep them. Imagine if Carlos Beltran played in the 1970s and played his whole career for the Royals, like George Brett and guys like that did. You don't think the Royals franchise wouldn't be better? You don't think that if they had Carlos Beltran 
for his entire MF and career, they wouldn't be better, huh? But instead, because they're one of the dirtbag organizations, they ship you out. The only way those teams win is when they get a whole bunch of guys that hit at the same time that don't cost them any money. Basically, before they get into – Bob Nightingale explained this to everybody a couple weeks ago. Before they get into heavy arbitration years or free agency, while they're still all on rookie deals and, you know, saltine crackers for arbitration numbers, if you can get lucky enough to have all of that happen before you have to start paying everybody, that's the only way. It was the same thing with the Royals a few years ago when they won yeah. it, when they had Lorenzo Cain and all those yeah. guys. Yeah, with all those guys, it didn't cost them anything. Yep. And they drafted those guys. They drafted who was the kid? Um, uh, Eric Hosmer. Didn't, would they get him? Hosmer. Hosmer was who? Who was the? Uh, oh God! Who was the third baseman uh, for that team? Um, I gotta look. But they drafted. But that's what they do. You draft those guys, and you hope, you hope and pray, because as soon as they all get good, and you have to pay them six bucks, they're all gone. Why do you think the Oakland A's got rid of Chapman and Olsen this year? Because they thought they'd be more competitive? And with all due respect, the contract that Matt Olsen signed, and I know part of that may have been coming back home and all that, but okay, Matt Olsen got what? How many years was that thing? Eight or nine years? For a hundred and what, fifty or whatever? You mean to tell me a guy who's got five billion bucks couldn't have done that for Matt Olsen? One of the well, it was Mustakis, but who was the other guy? Alex something. Who's the other guy on that roster? Alex Gordon? Is yeah, Alex about? Gordon. He mm-hmm. was the number two pick behind, um, oh, God, the Upton brothers. The one Upton brother, Justin Upton, the guy that played yeah. here. Gordon was the number two pick of that draft. And Upton Perez, went, too, who was young, Salvador Up, Perez. Upton, yeah, all those guys that they didn't have to pay anything to. But remember, when they had Mike Sweeney and Carlos Beltran and Jermaine Dye and Johnny Damon, all-star, 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 they didn't want to pay any of those guys. And they all got good, and all of a sudden, they're like, oh, crap, what do we do now? I know, ship them all out. And guess where the Royals are? Guess what the Royals' record was again this year? 65-97. and 97. How soon you think they're about to just bounce back at it? Couple of balls bounce our way. Maybe we'll win the World Series again. <laughs> Think they're about to just turn the quick corner and we're coming back to prominence, huh? Because our GM is going to spend money. And aren't they still owned? Are they still owned by the Walton family? The Walmart people? It's the same organizations. Uh, the Braves were bad for three. Yeah. For three years, the Braves were bad. Oakland's bad for 30. The Rockies are bad for 30. You get a blip on the radar every so often, but year in, year out, it becomes the same franchises. Same teams. You know, last year, the the Orioles actually did the same thing this year, right? They had a bunch of their young guys. What did the Orioles do? What the Orioles do? They went 83 and 79 this year. What the Orioles do at the trade deadline? Who'd they trade? They traded their cornerstone piece in Trey Mancini. Remember that? They so, traded him to the Yankees. 
Rockies or the Padres. So you think at 83 and 79, they're about to turn the corner after they just traded one of their cornerstone pieces on their franchise. Did they trade him because he's way past his prime and too old? Or did they trade him because they don't want to pay him any money? And guess where they're headed back to next year? 59 wins again. And it's the same organizations over and over and over and over. Yeah, they should fold the Pirates. They should fold the Oakland A's. We talked about Oakland with a $25 million payroll. $25 million is what they finished at. You think they're just bad for a couple of years? Or you better hope that they can go get the ghosts of Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco and the Bash Brothers and bring all those guys back. Because unless they can resurrect all those guys and put them in the fountain of youth, Guess what they're going to be next year? 60 and 100 again. Because that's what those organizations are. That's what the Reds and the Pirates and the Royals and the Tigers, all the same bottom feeders. All the same bottom feeders. All the same garbage teams. Yeah, shut down the A's. Do baseball a favor. Or create a floor. You don't want a salary cap? Create a salary floor. But it's ridiculous to watch the same franchises go out there and trot out all that Michigan guys. Why would you? And the Oakland A's, want, they want to tax the taxpayers to buy them a stadium. Why? Why would a taxpayer spend six cents out of his pocket to help fund that garbage organization? Why? For what reason? So they can go out and spend $26 million next year? So they can go out and spend half of what Max Scherzer makes by himself? It's ridiculous. And it's the same garbage franchises every year, every stinking year. That's life coming back. Sports Radio, not to the game, Odyssey.com app. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. So who is this person? It's John Juggery. Are you sure? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game. Back with you on the John Chuckery Show. 921 live in the Kia Studios. You know what time it is. That's life. That's life. That's what all the people say. 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us when you are on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game. I'm at JMCH316. He's at underscore Dylan Matthews. They get to the heart of the NFL with the In the Huddle In the Huddle podcast. Former offensive lineman Brian Baldinger and NFL insider Jason Lockonfora team up with the man who pulls no punches, it says. Carl Dukes. Come on, let's do it. Let's have the Twitter handle. Put him up. Taking you around the league, giving you an inside scoop. Every Tuesday and Thursday, new episodes come up. Follow In the Huddle for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from. Get to our top ten here in just a... Um, Few minutes. Did you see this story about Kim Kardashian, Dylan? That she's got to pay, and and again, this is chicken feed, but she has to pay 1.3 million dollars to the SEC. Now, not the Southeastern Conference. Oh, I was, I was about to say, I was like, yes, huh? <laughs> not, yeah, she doesn't have to send it to Greg Sankey. Okay, you know, because she's a booster of Vanderbilt or something. Right? No, this is the Securities and Exchange Commission. So she was touting crypto as a paid spokesperson and didn't disclose that she was getting paid. Now, here's the thing that's ridiculous about all this, okay? How Kim Kardashian became a billionaire, right? I believe so. I know Kylie did. I got to check on Kim. Okay. So she's got to be. So here's the thing. She has to pay a $1.3 million fine. She was paid $250,000 for the endorsement for this Ethramax ad or whatever. So I'm thinking to myself, basically this comes out to where she's got to pay a million-dollar fine. What's a million bucks to the Kardashian family and her? An episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) Like, literally, she might have to film... 10 extra minutes at the end of something. I gar- I'll guarantee you, if she calls up Ray J and says, release the other video, she'll make that back tenfold. So, again, I, <laughs> I the whole thing is ridiculous to start with, but $1.26 million to the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, because she did not disclose that... And, and by the way, there's an ongoing investigation. For what? They already know she was getting money to, to pimp this stuff, and she, di- and she didn't let anybody know that, hey, I'm a paid spokesman. 
Would you invest in crypto? I wouldn't touch crypto nah. if my life depended on me. Nah, I'm and, good. And listen, I play the market. You know, not just talking about my 401k, but I play the stock market. And, and I go in there and I look for deals and I'll buy some expensive stocks. I'll buy cheap stock. I'll buy penny stock. But I ain't touching crypto. No thanks. I ain't got the kind of cash to lose that crypto is going to cost me. So, and Kim K paying a million. I promise you, she got more than a million dollars with a pub out of all of that. For a million bucks, that's chicken feed to somebody like her. All right. Happy birthday today to Ray Kroc. Now, <laughs> he's the quote-unquote guy who founded McDonald's. Did he? Did he really found McDonald's or did he steal it from the two brothers? You know the story, right? Like, No, what's the story? Well, okay, first off, when I was, you know, Ray Kroc is credited with founding McDonald's, but he basically, these two brothers created McDonald's and he forced them out and all that kind of stuff. You know, Ray Kroc, too, where, when I remember him growing up, he was the owner of the San Diego Padres when I was growing up. So in the, what, late 70s and 80s, Ray Kroc was the owner of the Padres. When, when they had, you know, when Dave Winfield was there and then Tony Gwynn came along and all that, Eric Shaw, all those guys. But there's supposedly, isn't there some documentary on like Chick Flicks or FUBU or one of those streaming services that talks about the, the founding of McDonald's? Probably. I'm, I'm sure that the hell is a documentary for everything nowadays. But for, for purposes of our discussion... We'll say happy birthday to Ray Kroc, the man who founded McDonald's, who wanted to get in the fast food business and, and all that good Just stuff. Just say founded McDonald's in air quotes. Yes, exactly. Yes. Um, so with that, tonight's top ten list, the top ten most underrated fast food items. Dylan, the floor is yours. All right. I am a lover of food, I'm sure as we all are, so... This is a fun list for me. Yeah, okay. there's a lot. There's a lot of. There's a lot on here. There, there's a lot of interesting things that we could come up with on this list because yeah. I had to think about it for a little bit. I was writing them down as I went. Okay, so at number ten, and this was kind of number ten because I feel like some people know about this, but maybe some people don't. KFC's famous bowl. That's the one with ah. the. That's the one with the, the chicken nuggets in there, or boneless chicken, or whatever you want to say. The mashed potatoes, you got the cheese in there. It's a lot of good stuff. It's basically like you wouldn't like this if you don't like your food touching. But if you're like me and you actually like your food touching, Did, don't they have one that's got like corn and stuff in it? Yeah, too? yeah, yeah, yeah. Corn. Okay. And yeah, yeah. So yeah, that one. That's the one I'm really talking about. With the corn and every, basically everything. I'll, in. I'll give you an underrated bowl. Uh huh. The the. Breakfast bowls at Crystal, like oh, the, I've never had those. Like the they got one that's got like eggs, grits, and sausage in it. Okay, I mean like like they're they're the the Crystal breakfast bowls if they still sell them, those are underrated. Okay, there's one that's got like eggs, cheese, grits, and sausage in it. I love that's it. Terrific. Yes, and they like layer it too. Ooh. You know, it's like all layered. Yeah. In, in in the thing. That sounds good. Yeah. All right, another one. I'm gonna go to Waffle House, and I'm gonna get their. Uh, they got a they got a steak and cheese melt. Man, it is so good. It's basically like you steak and cheese on the on like the. Now they've gotten rid of the, the chopped steak, haven't they? They got rid of the chopped steak, didn't they? 
I guess I don't know. I mean, they still have like the steak where you can put it in a bowl or you can put it on the on the sandwich. Well, that's the that's like the 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 what you're, the cheese steak you're talking about is like the thin slice yeah. cheese steak. I'm yeah, talking yeah. about like a chopped steak, which is like a glorified oh, hamburger patty. Oh, okay, yeah, it's a bigger, I believe they thicker got rid of that. hamburger patty. Yeah, I believe, but it's they got a little bit that. better cut of meat, quote unquote. Gotcha. It doesn't have marks on it where the jockey was hitting it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that that's really good. That is, in my opinion, very underrated. Their get cheese the onions. steaks are really good there, by the way. Like the cheesesteak sandwich is really yeah. good. Yeah, they, they, I mean, get the onions on everything. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just the seasoning, everything. It's it's, it's really and put it on that really Texas good. toast. Uh huh. That's the mm-hmm. that's what I was trying to think of the Texas yes. toast. Okay, so coming in now at number seven, I'm gonna go with the Little Caesars pizza. I think, Ooh, I, think, I agree. Listen, Little Caesars is good, man. Don't I, I, I'll fight anybody that yes. I'm with you. I think Little Caesars is, in all honesty, mm-hmm. I'd just as soon go there and get the five dollar pepperoni and be in and out. Yeah. Now I won't. I had a bad experience there about a week ago. Really? Um, yeah. Because um, they wanted us to go through the app and everything. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. they're they, called hot and ready for a reason, right? That's what they call it. That's just, I want to walk up, give you five bucks, get my pizza, and leave. I'll be nice. I won't. I won't yell and fuss and all that. Yeah. I didn't yell and fuss there, but that's good. I'm again, it's supposed to be hot and ready for. There's a reason why they're called hot and ready. Now they want you to go through the app yeah, and the pizza portal. Yeah, now they want you to go and download this and drag this and click this. <laughs> verify here. <laughs> Do you want cookies? No, I just want the pizza. <laughs> okay, so at, at number. But I listen. Uh-huh. I agree. I I am a huge fan of Little Caesars mm-hmm. Pizza. I don't care what anybody says. I'll 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 die on that hill. Oh, I'm with you. Okay. At number at number six, I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the McDonald's uh, chicken sandwich. That that new chicken sandwich they got with just the pickles on it. I think it's pretty good. It's it's not. It's is not it, too is bad. it? It's not like a grilled. It's the breaded one, right? Yeah, it's breaded one. You okay, can't get yeah, a grilled yeah. too, though. You can't now, get a grilled. Now actually. I will say this. If you gotta eat cheap, I like the little dollar McChicken sandwich. Yeah, those and, are good. At, and the at, burgers at, and the McDoubles. Well, actually, the McDoubles on my list because that's yeah. like a staple. But I'll tell you the other one that's actually pretty good from uh-huh. there. You ever had their like chicken wrap? Yes, but didn't they take it away though? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's I, gone now. Because I, yeah, that's, chicken that's wraps are amazing. Those little chicken wraps, so good, were terrific. Yes. Speaking of chicken wraps. At number five, I'm going to put the honey mustard chicken wrap from Cookout. That is a side item that every time you go to Cookout, that should be at least one of your side items. You need to get the honey Wait, mustard. what is it? The honey mustard what? It's the honey mustard chicken wrap. It's a okay. side item that you can get from Cookout. You know when you how get the Cookout a, how tray? Is the, how, is the, how is that a side item? Because how is that it's not Cookout, like a, and it's amazing. I would just assume that that's like a like one of their regular main uh, items. Or it, I mean, it's not huge. It's, right. it's you know you get maybe four bites out of it. It's well, not that's huge. like the McDonald's one was. Yeah, just, yeah. You know, it's like about two it's bites. About, it's about the same size as the McDonald's. Okay. one. maybe a little bit right. bigger. But yeah, it's it's so good. Because I'm you telling you, all, side item, pretty much just... everything at Cookout is underrated. Oh, I'm thanks. telling you, their barbecue plate for whatever four mm-hmm. bucks or whatever it is, where you get the barbecue, the coleslaw, the hush puppies, yeah. the fries. Man. It's outstanding for like four bucks. Their spicy chicken sandwich. I think they're grill. I think all their grilled chicken sandwiches. Yeah. I think they're. I think their chili dogs are great. Their yep. burgers are great. Everything. The only thing really I don't like great. about the only thing that I have a complaint about with Cookout is <laughs> I, I understand. <laughs> I know. I understand that that's what their gimmick is, uh, but their milkshakes are way too thick. Way too thick. 
Yeah. I mean, you have to eat them with a spoon. You can't, like, actually drink their milkshake. You would have to literally, if you wanted to drink it through, with, yeah, through a straw. Yeah, sit on a 90-degree sidewalk yeah. for three days. <laughs> literally. In all honesty. <laughs> like, I've seen snowmen that were six feet tall melt and, and thin out faster than a, a, a milkshake from cookout. You might as well, at that point, call it like, uh, what do they do at uh, Culver's? You might as well call that concrete mixer at yeah, that point. Yeah, exactly, because <laughs> it is concrete. You yeah. can drive nails with it. Yes. Okay, so that's coming in at uh, number five. And number four, I'm going to go a little dessert here, and I'm going to go the cookie brownie from Domino's. I believe it's from Domino's. Okay. See, Domino's, Papa John's, one of those two. Anyway, it's really good. I mean, I personally, I, I love I know cookie kinda, brownies. I, yeah, I know like I know those places, that's kind of like their gimmick dessert. Yeah. Is like the the brownie in a pan or mm-hmm. however they do it or whatever like that. Like, in, like mm-hmm. the brownie in a pizza pan, basically. Yeah, yeah. So that that is amazing. Okay, another one here. So I think we're at number three now. Um, the Burger King's original chicken sandwich. It's good, and they have a new chicken sandwich. I actually want to try. I've been seeing commercials, but I got like bacon and cheese. Okay, on it I'm and stuff. gonna I'm gonna top you because my list will have the Italian chicken parm sandwich. Oh, that's a great call. Which is I forgot all about that. Standing the sauce on that sandwich mm-hmm. is outstanding. All right. I don't even know if it's a regular menu item or just one of those special ones or it not. It might be a spe- – I don't know if it's a regular menu item or not, but that's a great call because I've had that before and that's delicious. Okay, real quick, last two. Um, the breakfast burrito from Chick-fil-A it has yeah. the nuggets, the yeah. hash browns, the yep. eggs, the cheese. Yep. I had that today. Amazing. Everybody I, talks about the chicken biscuit. You need to get the burrito. I'll tell you another one. Uh, Sonic does a burrito like that too. Really? It's actually really good, yes. Okay. And – the last one, oh, I had it right here. Where did it uh where did it go? The last one was the oh dang, I lost it. Okay, we, we can move on with your list. <laughs> All right. I had uh I've got the Hardy's ham and cheese sandwich. You ever oh. had a ham and cheese from Hardy's? I don't think so, no. Those are actually quite good. Try it. Um two things from Chick-fil-A. Okay. Their chicken salad is really underrated. Okay. And I'm telling you, their chicken soup is outstanding. Oh, I got to try it. Like, their chicken soup is, I get the bowl of chicken soup. It's outstanding. I, like, try I it. love that. And I don't mean just like in the wintertime. I mean just like, if you want something different besides just like a chicken sandwich, the chicken soup is outstanding. Mm-hmm. KFC's potato wedges. Oh, that's a great the, call. The potato wedges. Amazing. I know people love the mashed potatoes and all that. No, potato the potato wedges. wedges are outstanding at, at KFC. Um, if you've ever had Arby's chicken salad sandwich, is really good. They that. put it on that like whole wheat bread, and it's got the grapes and everything in it. It's it's terrific. Um, I said the Italian chicken parm sandwich from mm-hmm. Burger King. Uh, the McDouble. I'm telling you, it's. You're better off to order the McDouble than you are the double cheeseburger. Yeah. It's less money, and you get a better sandwich yep. for it. So always order the McDouble. H- have you ever made a McGangbang? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I, You know, I'd like to go down this road. It's only 930. Give me about an hour, and I'll ask. I'll follow up with. Give me about an hour, and I'll follow about, up on that discussion. I am um, just talking about the sandwich. I'll, I'll – and – so, close to the McDouble, but their version, the Wendy's Double Stack. Oh, okay, yeah. Not like the regular Wendy's Double Burgers. I'm talking about, like, their Double Stack. Yeah. Which is like a cheaper, maybe just slightly smaller version, mm-hmm. but it's outstanding. And then my last two. You ever had a Reuben from Arby's? 
I have not. My mom has, and she really likes them. And but what's I that kind of swirly bread that they put it on? It's like um, uh, like a rye, almost like a rye bread. It's got yeah, like, like the swirls in it and stuff like that. Uh, and then the final thing, and this is very basic, and it may sound very basic, but I'm telling you, there's just nothing that beats it. Just the regular hard shell ground beef taco from Taco Bell. Yeah, just, you're on I mean, it. Forget all the fancy, you know, chalupa dupa and and all the, you know, the rapadap and the and the you know the the burrito fling a dingy and all that kind of stuff and. You know, the, I know the Mexican pizza's back now. Their chicken quesadillas are very underrated. Too. Yeah, I agree. Just give me a regular beef, what or whatever that's in there. I don't even know if it's beef. I mean, it's whatever. <laughs> give me a regular mule hard shell taco from Taco Bell. Have Just, you had the the one with the the, the, the Doritos Locos I've taco? I've not done the Doritos. That's too fancy. No, those are good, Chuck. Yeah. You, too Chuck, fancy. I, I'm telling you. I it, just it want goes the, listen. Perfect. I want the simple shell that I can just. Chomp down on it's super easy. It's got the ostrich meat in it or whatever's in there, and oh, you know just a little bit. Not even the supreme. I'm not even talking about the supreme. No, just, just the give regular. me the I'm beef, lettuce, and cheese, and let's move on. You know, with it. I don't. I don't care about all the sour cream and and like this and that and tomato and all that. Just give me the easy and quick. Like it's like a buck thirty nine. Just the simple, you know, ground elk <laughs> taco. In a hard shell. Hit us up with your underrated items as well. 404-741-0929. When we get back, Tori McElhaney joined us earlier in the show. We'll talk some Falcons with her. Chuck Green, the Kia Studios, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app. I thought of quitting, baby. But my heart just ain't gonna buy it. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T. P-U-R-O-A-I-R dot com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Back to more John Chuckery. No, 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 I'm having a good time. Having a good time. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Back with you on the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Wednesday evening. You hear the music, you know what that means. It is Wednesday. That means we talk to our friend of the show, Tori McElhaney, as we head out on the waitfor.com hotline. She, of course, 
digital reporter for Atlanta Falcons. AtlantaFalcons.com is where you can check out all of her work. And you can follow her on her Twitter page at Tori underscore McElhaney. Tori, as always, we appreciate it uh, on this Wednesday. And let me start with, look, I know it's only Wednesday. I'm not panicking yet. But when I hear the words pass catcher and hamstring going together, (laughs) I start to get a little bit fearful. You know, I think that's uh, you and the entire Falcons fan base because I feel like they've been burned in the past by pass catcher hamstring quote-unquote injury. We've heard the words nagging hamstring injury for like three years now. So I really do think that you along with everybody else is kind of worried. I'm not worried. I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I'm not worried just yet, but it's still, you know, it's still early. Let's see how the week progresses. And if you can get back out there on Thursday and Friday. So, uh, Tori, many people would consider me to be a big ugly, but I want to give a little bit of love to the big uglies on the offensive line. I I will say that, and and I'm going to raise my hand on this, there's been nobody in this town that's been a bigger fan of Chris Lindstrom than myself. And and you Mm -hmm. could ask, you know, my co-host on our our Wade Ford Falcon show, uh, Hugh Douglas, I am all about Chris Lindstrom, and I love that pick coming out of college. And, he, and you look at the analytics, sabermetrics, whatever you want to use, he's been outstanding. But let's also give some love to guys like Caleb McGarry, who right now grades out as the 18th tackle um, in the NFL as far as a pro football focus grade goes. Elijah Wilkinson has made a big difference. Um, you know, obviously, Jake Matthews has been his same solid self. This offensive line has been outstanding. And to me, this was always the big wild card was if they can take that step forward, this offense will be drastically better. There's no doubt that this group has taken a huge leap forward for us. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I think about where we were in training camp and kind of going into training camp being like, we really don't know what this group is going to look like. There are some spots open for grabs. And then you kind of come out of training camp and you feel pretty good about the five that you can run out there. And then over the course of the first four games, it's like, it almost feels like a completely different group, even though three of the five are returning starters. I mean, they really are playing to a degree that I don't know if we've seen an offensive line play in Atlanta, especially when it comes to run blocking, as well as what we've seen these five guys perform over the course of the first five games of the season. I think it's really encouraging, and it's something that I've talked to a few of them about. It's not, everybody seems to be – fairly pleased and fairly happy with how the Falcons are running the ball right now. And they should be because like what I was saying, this is something that I don't think we've seen Atlanta have this significant of a run game in quite a long time. I mean, you're talking years and a big part of that success does come from this offensive line, especially when you think about what um, I I think Caleb McGeary and Chris Lindstrom are doing on the right side of, of that offensive line. I think it's very impressive right now. Tori McElhaney from AtlantaFalcons.com joining us on the WaitForIt.com hotline. By the way, Tori, not just years. You got to go back decades. You got to go back to the early days of Michael <laughs> Turner in 08, 09, and 10. That's when they led the league in rushing, you know, when, when Michael Turner came here from San Diego. He was a 1,700-yard running back that, that year in 08, and they were a playoff team after the disaster of 07. So you're right. It, it's been a while. And, and, you know, Tori, with the offensive line playing so well, you know, look, Obviously, we hate to lose Patterson. We know what he means. But I don't feel like the running game is going to take a step backward. 
Algier and Huntley yeah. are both over five yards a carry right now. And even I, I, even Avery Williams, you know, like if you, you got to go back to the Super Bowl year and a name of a guy, Tyler Gabriel, where Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. would use him on jet sweeps and some, you know, little trickery in here and there. That's how they use Avery Williams as well. I don't really fear our running attack on Sunday. I feel very confident the two guys, even mixing in Avery Williams, and, and if that line continues to block like it is, look, with all due respect, Tori, me and you could line up behind it and get some yards. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. No, I'm kidding. I, I really do think when you look at the depth of this running back room, it is something that's very interesting to see because you knew coming into this year, you think back to training camp, you know, you didn't see – Cordell or Patterson or Damian Williams all that much because, you know, let's be honest, they're up there in age for running backs. The, the Arthur Smith was not going to run them out there in the preseason. So you did see a lot of Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley, and, and you saw what they could do and you felt pleased with their progress. Well, now they're kind of the guys with both CT and Damian Williams on IR. And I'm with you. I, I'm not overly worried or concerned about what they're going, going to do with that added responsibility. I mean, we saw it in the second half of uh, the, the Browns game. And, and that's a, I, I think that to me, gave, that gave me confidence moving forward that, okay, things aren't, in, it's not the end all be all that CP is on IR. Like they can still produce and produce at a good clip in the run game, even without CP. Now, Tori, let's talk a little bit about the passing game because, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Look, I don't think that it is, random happenstance coincidence that Marcus Mariota has gone from 33 to 26 to 20 to 19 in his pass attempts. And look, you saw after the interception by Denzel Ward, you know, they held him to a three and out, kicked the ball back to the Falcons. And then it was that 10 play all runs touchdown, then four additional plays on top of that. And as soon as they got back into that pass mode, you know, you saw the kind of, botch snap and you know that's where Mariota had the one botch snap and all that you know where it looked like it was going to be designed pass play and if you look the Falcons only picked up 52 passing yards off of actual design pass plays meaning that you know the rest of those yards came off of run fake first and then pass I am a little bit worried about where we're at accuracy wise turnover wise because you can't be completely one-dimensional in the NFL. I mean, you, I don't care who you got up front or what have you. This is a different league. You can't be one-dimensional. That's where I do get a little bit scared. Yeah, I, I'm not ready yet to, to say that the Falcons are one-dimensional. I actually have been a team multi-dimensional over the course of the last four weeks. I mean, I think when you think back to, you know, the last two years of even me covering the Falcons, it was like, Every time the Falcons lost and, and Matt Ryan would come to the podium after a, after a game, he would say, you know, we as an offense got too one-dimensional. I mean, I think even though they had the success that they did with the run against the Browns, I wouldn't necessarily say that they were one-dimensional in that game. However, I do understand what you're saying in terms of, like, do you trust Marcus Mariota in the moments when the game comes down to it? And I think that's a question that, you know, you we're going to be able to ask over the course of the next few weeks. Because the way that this season is lining up for the NFL, I mean, think of how many games we have seen in the first four weeks of the season come down to a two-minute drive at the end of the game. How many games we are seeing be one-possession games? 
well, what happens when you do enter into a situation, whether it be end of game or end of half, where your quarterback has to lead you down the field and you either win or lose based on your quarterback's decision-making? I mean, do you trust Marcus Mariota in those situations to be able to be that guy? And I think that's the question that's on a lot of people's minds. And, and it does make you wonder, especially considering kind of what we have seen in fourth quarter from Marcus Mariota over the course of the first four games. I mean, it's something to watch for sure. AtlantaFalcons.com reporter Tori McElhaney joining us on the WaitFor.com hotline. Let's talk about Arthur Smith for a second because I talked about this the other day. Um, if you look at Arthur Smith in his time here in Atlanta, they are 9-4 and four in one-score games. Compare that to Dan Quinn's last two years. They were 5-12 and 12 his last two years in one-score games. That's coaching, Tori. I mean, I understand some yeah. things have to fall your way, but it's I've said for years, Tori, I want us to get to where we have an advantage on the sidelines on Sunday, especially in the second half of games. I really do feel like Arthur Smith gives us an advantage on the sidelines now. Yeah, I. It, it's really interesting that you bring this up because I a question that I had about this team going into this year was what is its identity? Because you have a team that is stitched together with guys on one-year deals and you have a lot of young, raw talent. That That's kind of what makes up your team right now. What is this team actually going to look like when it's in transition and so go I feel like over the course of the first four games of this season I feel very confident in saying that their identity is in physicality and that comes from the messaging of the coaches and expecting there to be a level of physical play drive in drive out series in series out every time the ball is put down you're going to go out and be physical and that is something that I think Arthur Smith has brought to this team that I think a lot of times goes overlooked because the Falcons are in this game, in these games, even the games that they lost the first two weeks of the season, they're in position to win games because of their physicality and because they're not quitting, they're fighting until the end. And I know that's probably like super cliche to say, but when you look at these four games, it is so true because you see it for all four quarters. And so for that reason and that reason alone, it is, I think this is an Arthur Smith mentality that has bled over into the team itself, especially with this team being in transition and having guys be like, I don't know what the next year or two years is going to look like for me. I have to put my best foot forward. Tori, uh, we talked about this last week and, and, you know, you can give me any updates because I may not have, there may have been something I haven't heard, but we talked about the guys that are available to come off of IR this week. And I, yeah. I was a hundred percent confident that Isaiah Oliver would be the one guy that, would come off and start getting back in the mix, and he practiced today, meaning that, okay, you've only got a few weeks before he's got to be on the active 53. I did not hear any updates, though, about Marlon Davidson, Jalen Mayfield, and Deion Jones, and we talked specifically about about this, and I'm not saying there's a conspiracy or anything, but I think we <laughs> talked about last week that, listen, I, I get the idea of Oliver because you can't have too many cornerbacks in, in this league, right. but – I'm not upsetting the apple cart. I hate to say it that way, but I'm not, with all due respect to Marlon Davidson and Deion Jones and, and Jayla Mayfield and whatever they do or do not mean to say, I'm not upsetting the apple cart right now. I, I think Oliver can come in and help them, but the rest of those guys, it seems like it was pretty mum about, you know, the status on any of those guys. Yeah, no, especially when we were talking to Arthur Smith today and he was like, yes, you will see Isaiah Oliver 
come out to practice and we're working on him back, et cetera, et cetera. There was no other mention of any other guy. And I do think that that is important to hear because, I mean, when you think about it, like they can't, they're in the same boat as Isaiah Oliver. They can come back. However, I'm, I mean, I'll say it again. We said it last week when I was on, I'll say it again this week. I'm, I'm with you on, I'm not pulling I'm not pulling Elijah Wilkinson for uh, Jalen Mayfield if he was 100%. I'm not pulling Taquan Graham for Marlon Davidson if he's 100%. Same thing with Deion Jones and Michael Walker or Rashawn Evans. Like, that's not happening if I am the coaching staff. And I think that is going to play a major role in if we even see – when we see these guys come off of IR and if we see these guys come off of IR. Because, again, we don't know how extensive – those injuries are for them to even be able to come back. So all of that to say, I'm fine with how this is. I agree. Like Isaiah Oliver can come in and help you at nickel. I truly believe that. But everybody else, it it, it feels like the Falcons have a good thing going right now with the guys that they have on the field at those positions. I'm not willing to to move that about either. Yeah, think about it. That's three starters from last year's team that yeah. we're talking about. We're not talking about Ham and Eggers. We're talking about three guys who started all the games for this team last year. So, always good stuff. Follow her at Tori underscore McElhaney. Check out all of her work. AtlantaFalcons.com is where you can catch all of it. And she joined me here on the WaitFor.com hotline. Tori, as always, appreciate it. We will chat again next week as we go for three in a row. How about that? Who'd have, who'd have thunk it? Potentially three in a row after this weekend. I mean, hopefully we have some good things to talk about next week. We'll see. (laughs) You got it. Thanks, Tori. Thank you. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. 
Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.